Welcome to the podcast of Fairmount Presbyterian Church in Cleveland Heights, Ohio, where we feature our worship sermons. Listen again to past sermons from home, when you are traveling, or wherever you are. Listen in if you need a moment of reflection, inspiration, and love. This morning, uh, kids, I have some good news. I have an early Christmas gift for you. Does anybody like Legos? Okay, keep your hand raised because our youth are coming around right now to give you some Legos. Okay, so they're giving you Legos. Listen, because um, our scripture reading this morning is about building with bricks. And I asked Pastor Lindsay this week if I could get you all real bricks to build with, and she said no. (laughs) And so I figured Legos were the next best thing. And so um, you can start to build with your Legos uh, as we start the scripture reading. And in this part of the story we're reading this morning, the Israelites are making bricks for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. And their bricks are going to be used to build up Pharaoh's already big kingdom, maybe build a big mansion for Pharaoh. So as you listen to the story, kids, listen, I want you to use your Legos to build what you think Pharaoh's house looks like. Okay? Build what you think Pharaoh's house looks like. And now listen for God's holy word for us today. Moses and his brother Aaron went to Pharaoh, and they said, This is what the Lord, Israel's God, says. God says, Let my people go, so that they can hold a festival for me in the desert. But Pharaoh said, Who is this Lord whom I'm supposed to obey in letting Israel go? I don't know this Lord, and I certainly won't let Israel go. Then they said, The Hebrews, God has appeared to us. Let us go on a three-day journey into the desert so that we can offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. Otherwise, the Lord will give us a deadly disease or violence. But Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, said to them, Moses and Aaron, why are you making the people slack off from their work? Do the hard work yourselves. Pharaoh continued, the land's people are now numerous, yet you want them to stop their hard work? So on the very same day, Pharaoh commanded the people's slave masters and supervisors. He said, don't supply the people with the straw that they need to make bricks like you did before. Let them go out and gather the straw that they need to make bricks for themselves. Be sure that they still produce the same number of bricks as they made before. Don't reduce the number. They're weak and lazy. And that's why they cry, let us go and offer sacrifices to our God. Make the men's work so hard that it's all they can do. And so they can't focus on these empty lies. So the people's slave masters and supervisors came out and said to the people, This is what the Pharaoh says. 
I'm not giving you straw anymore. Go and get the straw on your own, wherever you can find it. But your work won't be reduced at all. So the people spread out all through the land of Egypt to gather stubble for straw. The slave masters drove them hard and said, Make sure you meet the same daily quota as when you had the straw. The Israelite supervisors, whom Pharaoh's slave masters had set over them, were also beaten and asked, Why didn't you produce the same number of bricks yesterday and today as you did before? Then the Israelite supervisors came and pleaded to Pharaoh, Why do you treat your servants like this? No straw is supplied to your servants, yet you say to us, Make bricks? Look at how your servants are being beaten. Your own people are to blame. Pharaoh replied, You are lazy bums. Nothing but lazy bums. That's why you say, let us go and make sacrifices to the Lord. Go and get back to work. No straw will be given to you, but you still need to make the same number of bricks. Then the Israelite supervisors saw how impossible their situation was. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God around us, for the word of God within us, Thanks be to God. Okay, kids, in a minute I'm going to check on the houses that you're building for Pharaoh. But first let's refresh our memory on how the Israelites got their jobs as brickmakers in the first place. See, when the Israelites first arrived in Egypt, they were treated pretty well. That's because one of their own, Joseph, had helped save Egypt from a famine. But many years passed. And there was a new pharaoh, and this new pharaoh didn't like the Israelites, and so he made them do this really hard work. It was such hard work that at the end of chapter 2 of Exodus, it says, the Israelites were groaning because of their hard work. They cried out, and their cry to be rescued from their hard work rose up to God. God heard their cry, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham Isaac and Jacob, God looked at the Israelites and God understood. And so what does God do? God appears in a burning bush and tells an Israelite man named Moses to go to Pharaoh and demand that the Israelites be allowed to rest from their work. After arguing with God for a while, Moses and his brother Aaron go to the Pharaoh and ask for a few days off. And Pharaoh says to them, Oh my gosh, you've been working so hard lately. You must be exhausted. Of course you deserve a break. Please, go, enjoy a vacation. Wait, that's not right, is it? <laughs> what Pharaoh actually says is, You're a bunch of lazy bums. In fact, Pharaoh says, Your work is too easy. From now on, not only do you need to make my bricks, but you also need to gather all the materials to make them yourself. Kids, does that seem fair? No, you're busy building with Legos, aren't you? All right, let's see them. Hold up the houses that you're building. I want to see them. That's a nice, that's a nice mansion. I think Pharaoh would live in that. I see that one back there. Nice, okay. Well, listen. I think... They're really quite good. 
But you know what Pharaoh would say, right? Not good enough. They need to be bigger and better. And you need to work harder and faster. Come on. Okay, I think we can all agree that Pharaoh is no fun to work for, right? So do you want a new building project for a new boss? Yeah, okay. Well, if we flip ahead later in the same Exodus story, God gives the Israelites a different building project to build a house for God. So this time I want you to build with your Legos another house. I want you to build a house for God. Now, after God rescued the Israelites from Pharaoh, Moses went up on a mountain to talk with God. That's where God gave Moses the Ten Commandments and a lot of other instructions, including the instructions for how to build God's house, called the tabernacle. This is the house that God was going to live in while the Israelites were in the wilderness. And God gives Moses instructions for a beautiful house house made of stone and wood, inlaid with gold and silver and copper, kind of feels like a mansion for God. But you know what the big difference is between the building instructions that Pharaoh gives the Israelites and the ones that God gives? Pharaoh ordered the Israelites to work and work and work, to work harder and faster and longer, to work without rest But God, on the other hand, after giving all the instructions for how to build God's house, God gives the Israelites one last instruction in Exodus chapter 31. God says, go ahead and get to work on building my house. It's important and good work that you're doing. But be sure to stop, to take a break. When I was creating the universe, God says, even I rested, and so should you. In the words of renowned Old Testament scholar Walter Brueggemann, the conclusion affirmed by the narrative is that wherever God governs as an alternative to Pharaoh, there the restfulness of God effectively counters the restless anxiety of Pharaoh. Brueggemann continues on to say that the divine rest on the seventh day of creation has made clear that God is not a workaholic. That God is not anxious about the full functioning of creation and that the well-being of creation does not depend upon the endless work of God or us. Here at Fairmount, we've spent these last few months building our foundational understanding of Sabbath. We've explored what the Sabbath is. We've begun to talk about practices of Sabbath. But as much as I do, and I do, really believe in our urgent need for Sabbath, the truth is that I have really struggled to practice what I'm preaching. I've still got that psychronkite time sickness that we've been talking about this year. Maybe you do too. And I think it's a consequence of living in a culture that is more aligned with Pharaoh's system of work than with God's. Where the message is that we should always be doing more and striving for more. 
And that message is only amplified in a season like Advent, where there are even more demands on our time and our money. That's why this season, our message is that Sabbath is resistance. Sabbath is resistance. And this Advent, we're going to try to train ourselves on how to resist Pharaoh's urge for more. Over the next few Sundays, we'll continue singing Mary's song, the Magnificat, that the kids read earlier and that we sang, and we will continue reading the Exodus story as a reminder that God calls us, like Moses, to resist the forces that stand in the way of the rest that we need. This Advent, we offer you a different message than the one that you're likely to receive outside these walls. The message that you are enough, that you have enough, you can slow down and rest. God is waiting for you. This I deliver to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Mother of us all. Amen. We thank you for listening to a worship episode from Fairmount Presbyterian Church. Revisit this podcast site weekly for new worship episodes. Have a beautiful and blessed day.